0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. After delivering an extraordinary 32% return in 2013, the U.S. stock market has had a shaky start in the new year. But Wharton finance professor Jeremy Siegel says corporate earnings are strong, and the U.S. economy is likely to grow at a healthy rate in 2014. Siegel says stocks are not overpriced relative to earnings, but bonds are a risky play as interest rates rise. Hello, I'm Jeff Brown for Knowledge at Wharton, and today, once again, we have Wharton finance professor Jeremy Siegel with us for a few minutes. And thank you again for being with us. Happy to be here, Jeff. Well, it's late January and everybody's getting their statements, year end statements from 2013 and seeing the stupendous gains they made in the stock market, getting ready to pay taxes on them. And now all of a sudden, we seem to be falling off a cliff. The uh, S&P 500 is down about 3% uh, year to date after being up 32% last year. What is going on?
1: Well, it shows you how used to gains we are after up 32%, we call down 3% off a cliff. <laughs> I, agree. I regard it as a little bump. Uh, uh, no bull market goes up in a straight line. I mean, obvi- obviously. I mean, uh, we haven't had a correction, for which is defined as a 10% uh, decline in the market for, uh, you know, at least two years, which is pretty remarkable. Now, I... Don't think this current reaction is going to move that far. But uh, again, um, bull markets – in fact, many many technicians say it's healthy for a bull market to have this correction because it sort of blows off – the excess bullishness that uh, sometimes accompanies rising prices. Well, what has triggered this
0: now? Why now, not a month ago or a month from now?
1: Well, I mean, ostensibly it was the emerging markets. Uh, You know, people are saying, uh, again, the tapering. Um, uh, You know, the truth is, of course, was the tapering was announced in December. So if markets are at least even partially efficient, why is it reacting four weeks later? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to something that we knew in December. Uh, you know, we had a, a very disappointing labor market report. Uh, uh, earnings are coming in so-so. Some, uh, Actually, the percentage that are beating earnings, uh, at least at this point, are is actually a little bit more than average, but the, the beat is a little less and some of the forward guidance isn't too good. That's been a little disappointing because we know that the second half of 2013 had better economic growth than – uh, the first half. So uh, we many of us thought that maybe the fourth quarter would surprise us more on the upside. But it's still early. Let's, let's wait until we get more data on that. So in
0: some ways, it just looks like people are looking for an excuse to yeah. sell and take some of those immense profits from last year. You know, the uh,
1: people talked about the bullishness in the market. One of the indicators that I look at that monitors market sentiment uh, is called investor's intelligence, which for 50 years has been looking at bulls and bears. And indeed, my my indices reached 20 uh, year highs uh uh just recently right after January when you know everyone's saying hey there's nothing in the way of this bull market and They you guy will get a little worried when when we uh, when we get to that particular point uh because historically uh, bull markets have climbed the wall of worry. There's always, oh, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. That's one reason I'm out of the market. Um, I don't think this bull market is over. I still think there's 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 room to go.
0: One of the things I'm curious about is that we're beginning the tax season. And a lot of people, of course, are sitting on big gains from last year. I'm curious, is, is raising cash to pay your taxes a factor in this? Well, only if they sold, remember. Yes.
1: Uh, so... Uh, if if they didn't sell, one of the nice things about capital gains is you you can let them ride until you want to. So it has to do with how much of that was uh, was sold. I, I I don't think so. Uh, you know. Taxes are really due in April. Of course, if you pay quarterly, you had to come up already with that uh, January uh, payment. So I think it's more of, of just the, the fact that it got a little bit overbought, a little bit overoptimistic, and they're using the bump of the problems in Argentina, the problems in Venezuela, Turkey, I think as more of an excuse uh, than anything to, uh, to, to take some profits.
0: When you uh, open the hood and look inside at things like the P-E ratio and, and and
1: other gauges that you'd like, what do you see? Okay, what what I see is that our traditional gauge, which is using the S&P 500 earnings against its level, um, is very close to its historical average, very close to the average of the post-World War II period, around 16 16.5. Yes, on the basis of, of 2013 earnings, we're at around 17 right now, although it's come down a little bit in terms of that. It's a little bit above. But it's been my thesis for more than a year now that uh, this market is going to go above its historical mean. And the reason for that is the low interest rates with so little competition from other asset classes, in my opinion that would lead to a somewhat higher valuation. So to me, I think this bull market is going to 18 to 19 times earnings, which is another probably 10, 12% in in prices. Higher than they are today? Higher than they are today, yes. By when, the end of the year? Well, I I say that. Uh, Of course, it's it's a fool who ever predicts short run in the market. Uh, Again, uh, you know, we could go... Even much higher, uh, I remember on one program, you know people say, "Well, you know, I said it could go to twenty thousand and everyone said, Oh, Dr. Sego, are you predicting twenty thousand? No, that would be overpriced unless we have gangbusters' economy in two thousand and fourteen and fifteen. but uh we all know that uh, you know stocks are often in a range of 20, 25% of fair value. And sometimes they even get outside of that range. So I think fair value on the Dow is something like 18,000, 18,500. Uh, but obviously, uh, again, uh, it doesn't move in a straight line to, to those levels. You mentioned uh, tapering. And of course, this Debate over tapering
0: has been going on since May, I believe. Yeah. And when is it going to start? <laughs> yeah, when Bernanke first, Are uh, we uh, <laughs> placing our bets now or later? Is it built into the market? So on and so forth. But now it has has begun. And I'm wondering uh, what effect you see there. The, the, yeah. the argument was that all of this money from the Fed is propping up stocks. Uh,
1: take it away. Stocks will fall. I have maintained that the biggest myth of the market in 2013 was that uh, – the bull market, the 30% plus gain, was all due to Fed pumping in uh, uh, money into the economy, uh, QE in other words. I said, hey, guys, you know, on the basis of earnings alone and – valuation relative to alternatives. I can completely uh, attribute this rise in prices. I don't need QE. I think QE has, w- I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt. I'm not going to say it hurts, but I think it's way too overemphasizes it's, its contribution to the great bull market that we've seen over the last uh, two years. It really is the fading of the fears of another collapse that 2008, 2009 brought on. As the years go on, we see these risk premiums go down. Oh, you know, there isn't going to be a currency collapse, this municipal collapse, a commercial mortgage collapse. I mean, all of a sudden, people are saying, you know, the economy may not be great, but I don't have those primal fears that so dominated the market 2009, 10, and 11.
0: And the Fed's plan to reduce its bond buying program is a pretty slow process, and right. then uh, it will be well done before they get around to actually raising short-term interest right. rates. So are exactly. you comfortable with the pace at which these things? Yeah, are planned? I, I am, and
1: even that pace isn't in uh, isn't in stone. I expect them to continue on the ten billion dollar uh, uh, tapering uh, at uh, at this week's meeting, um, despite the bad employment report that we had. Uh, however, let me, let me say, if the markets go down further and we get some um, further poor data, surprisingly low data, uh, I would say that there's a very good chance at the March meeting, now that, that is if this occurs, for them to halt the tapering. Uh, And I don't expect that to happen. I I think we're going to see a reacceleration of the recovery. But again, no one should think that, uh, you know, this pace is in stone. It isn't. Um, uh, uh, It can respond any way to what actually happens in the economy.
0: And we're just days away from the handoff from Ben Bernanke to Janet Yellen. Is that a significant event? It, it is for them, obviously. But does it matter to the markets?
1: Well, I, I think the markets have now reconciled themselves. Uh, are, are Certainly, they're factoring that in. Uh, I, I mean, I think Janet Yellen is very competent. I think she is a very, very good choice. I do think she's on the dovish side. I think there's no question that push comes to shove. But she's also a good listener, and she's a very smart woman. And she's not... And she knows that the Fed has an inflation target, and it's not going to violate that inflation target by any significant amount. So, uh, again, you know, she is only, just like Bernanke and Greenspan before him, they are only one vote of 12 on the Open Market Committee. And so there's no veto power. Uh, Certainly they they hold sway. Uh, Their argument and their position is certainly important. But uh, I don't think the bank presidents who have had no – qualms about speaking out when they are concerned about uh, uh, inflation or overstimulus. Uh, they they will certainly have their uh, voices uh, felt if they think that Yellen is moving too much to the dovish side. How does the
0: economy look to you? Is it uh, getting stronger as it seems to be? I still think does? so,
1: despite, uh, you know, the fact that we, you know, again had that uh, poor Employment report for for uh, the last month um, in you know December, I I think we have a chance for three and a half percent plus even in GDP growth for 2014. Um, uh, Again, uh, the better markets, the better. I think finally the the balance sheets of the consumers with the rise of the housing market, the rise of the stock market has now. Pretty much repaired itself. And that should give a boost to consumer confidence um, that could also boost business capital spending, which has been also very, very sluggish. Uh, And with housing moving up to, I think, over a million uh, units at an annualized rate on a monthly basis. I think that that has the capability of giving us a 3.5% or plus economy. Now, again, that certainly may not happen, and I have been over optimistic on economic growth over the last two years. But I think the stars are better aligned for such a, um, uh, an acceleration in this year.
0: One of the elements of consumer confidence, of course, is jobs. And whether you think you're going to lose your job or your chances of getting one if you have – you think the job uh, situation is going to improve?
1: Well, I, I think the fear of losing your job has been gone down for five years. We, we've seen the unemployment go down from 10 percent down to 6.7 percent. So, uh, uh, and we have seen net hiring by firms. It's always going to be present, um, and uh, there's, there's always firms that are going to be cutting back. But, you know, 200,000 jobs, and in the private sector, actually, the, the job growth that we got um, over the last 12 months, even with the poor December report, uh, has been fully as much as we had in 2003, 4, 5, and 6 uh, before the crisis occurred. It's a little bit less than we had in the booming, uh, you know, uh, 2000 period, 1990s to 2000 period. But still, the growth has been decent. So I, I think the labor market's going to be fine. And that, that's the private
0: market. One of the government. problems is government, government cutbacks have been hurting yeah. these overall numbers. Oh, there's right? no
1: question about it. I mean, this is the first time really ever that we've had a sustained uh, actual – Slightly negative on average balance of government numbers. Government was always adding 30 and 40. If it wasn't the federal, it was the state and local uh, boosting it. I mean, Bernanke has made that in some of his uh, speeches, uh, you know, again toward the end of his term, saying uh, this recovery, given the contraction of government, um, has actually uh, not been uh, that bad. And so if we, you know, assume that government's contraction will slow. We're not going to have the, uh, uh, sequestering that we had before. Um, not quite as severe, the movement towards that. I mean, it's, it's going to stay in place, but it's that contraction is going to be gone. Uh, that would neutralize the government as being a decidedly negative factor, uh, and let the private sector carry the economy forward.
0: Uh, Unemployment upwards of 6% is the kind of thing that used, we used to look at with absolute horror. And, and I suppose many of you still do. But if you break down the number, uh, it's not that bad among those with college degrees. It's really people with less than college and less than high school that are making up the bulk of it It's
1: always the truth. That's – you know, that is always – been the case, the better educated, the much lower the unemployment uh, rate is. The Fed now regards about five and a half percent to be five three, five five to be the long run unemployment rate. Now, if we were talking in the '60s, we'd probably say it's three and a half to four. But various factors have raised that over time. Um, uh, so I say five and a half. So at six, seven, we're, only, we're between one and one and a half percentage points above what the Fed thinks is the, the long-term unemployment rate.
0: Many of the people who, lo- who have less education and lost their jobs uh, during the crisis may have lost jobs sooner than they would have lost over the years anyway yes. as things change. I'm just, I guess, really concerned. Are they ever going to get those jobs back?
1: Uh, you know, that the job market is changing. It's changing even for some trained people with the rise of technology being able to substitute uh, for it. Uh, you know, the low-skill jobs I don't think are coming back. I mean, um, uh, there's just too much, too many people around the world, and with technology and communication being so easy to b- bring that, to the fore that they can take over those low skilled jobs and produce the goods and ship them, or even do the services by uh, uh, you know remote telephone centers that we have uh, in in the less developed countries. all sorts of services are are going to be outsourced, so you have to find your niche about you know what kind there's always gaps in services it's always areas. Where the people who are gaining from the technology want to spend. I mean, there's been a restaurant boom. People, younger people, are, are enjoying going out. I mean, these are these are the type of service areas that are expanding, and there and there will be others. So again, it's a dynamic economy. But the old factory job, even with manufacturing, stabilizing uh, the old manual labor job, except maybe in the healthcare area where people might have to have some you know personal uh, uh, assistance uh, is is probably not coming back.
0: Let's switch for a second and look at the bond market. And the, the, of course, when interest rates go up, people don't want those older bonds that pay less. And so you can lose money on your bonds. Uh, is that something we need to worry about today? And how does that work into an investor's thinking about asset allocation
1: in a portfolio. Well, think of what happened last year. I mean, we had a, a bad bond market, rising interest rates and a really good stock market. Now, I think this stock market will be good this year, not as, as good as last year, but that was certainly spectacular. I think we can see a 10 to 15% return at the end of this year for stocks. I still think you're at big risk with bonds, even though this first two or three weeks have been great for bonds, bounced back from just over 3% on the 10-year down to 2.7% with this, uh, you know, a little bit of a pullback on risk, the emerging market crisis, which I think uh, stimulated a little bit of, oh, my God, I remember 1997. Maybe you remember, Jeff, that the Asian crisis, remember that, really whacked the market. And I think a few of the older traders And those with a little bit more gray hair like we have said, oh, just a minute. I hope this isn't the start of that. Um, And I think that that, that's causing a little bit of that anxiety we're seeing in the market today.
0: So uh, ending with something practical, the investor who has just finished 2013 with big gains in his stock portion of his portfolio and is thinking now about reallocating, uh, rebalancing, as they say, Should they be looking uh, to get back to their original goal, or should they be saying the bond market is a little too scary? Maybe I won't allocate as much to
1: bonds. What do you do? I mean, I still don't think bonds are going to be offering really positive return. Long-term bonds, certainly you can get the interest rate, but at interest rates of 3%, the price falls 3%, and you've wiped that out. I still think it's going to be negative returns for bonds. We know it's zero for money markets. Not much change going to be this year, maybe 2015 a little more, but but not this year. And your alternatives still and if you want income, as we've been saying for so long, there are very good dividend paying stocks that are yielding three, four percent. There are many dividend mutual funds, exchange traded funds, et cetera, that specialize in that. And you're gonna get that growth because dividends are growing ten to 12 to 14% a year. One of the strongest dividend growths we've actually seen, Jeff, uh, And uh, in terms of increases. And uh, most analysts that I talked to expected to continue in 2014.
0: Okay. So you're basically optimistic about the economy and basically optimistic about the stock market, not too keen on bonds. Yeah, that summarizes it. Yeah.
1: And that was pretty much 2013. But again, always reminding, and no bull market goes up in a straight line. You have to get through these uh, corrections that uh, will always be part of uh, the stock market.
0: All right. Well, we'll come back in a few weeks or a month or so and see uh, what's happening then. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.